Welcome back, folks, to Under the Lights presented by Danimals Baseball. This is a change of scenery, as you can tell by the lights. We're on like a first date vibe. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Uh, here joined by two co-hosts, Landon Higa and Jaren Kobashigawa, with special guest today, MVP of the 2021 summer season, Shane Himeta. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Wanted to be known by El Mago. Why? Uh... Just Javier Baez. He is... A little man crush? A uh, little bit. It's little okay. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a defensive specialist, so... He looks like Cole Romo at the plate right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Sorry, Cole. That, that I don't want to take and part Javi. of. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> more so Javi. More so Javi. <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, wanted to be defensive specialist. I love how fast his hands are, so... Well, we're happy to have you on, and, you know, Shane came on to the Danimals last summer. It was your first summer out with us. Uh, it was a huge addition to the team. I think it doesn't go understated that we appreciate you being out there uh, every game at shortstop because you really hold down the fort. Before then, it was just kind of piecing together who could make that throw from, from deep shortstop. It was either me or Brandon or Joey or whoever, like, whoever's arm wasn't hanging that day, um, but man what a change of scenery to have someone that's actually pretty solid in the field there huh i would agree as guy who has to play first base and receive the throws i think shane's probably the most consistent a couple high ones this past game but he's just getting warmed up at least he's reaching for the most part and yeah. oh no go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say i i have always had shoulder problems i well since senior year of high school so i don't really play deep in the six hole that much i've pretty sure at least this past weekend Matt was playing deeper at third than I was at shortstop so I try to limit the distance of the throw and just rely on my range well and I'm sure the the eight man or seven man shift to the right side of the infield that's got to help too <laughs> yeah don't have to worry about getting all the balls but you know, <laughs> sometimes when you have Lee playing right next to you you don't really trust him that much <laughs> <laughs> well uh if you're sticking around for this episode, we appreciate you. Uh, you might hear some background noise or whatever. We're in Jaren's backyard. This is a little bit, little bit of a change of scenery for us. Uh, got the light action. I don't know if we can pick that up on camera too much, but uh, it literally looks like we're about to bust open a charcuterie board and some wine and uh, have some deep conversation. Yeah, I, I, I want to be proactive about this. We have lights back here. <laughs> two of them just went out. <laughs> <laughs> These two right here. <laughs> we have lights above us. There's a ring light in front of us. We have cameras diagonally facing. And we're playing this totally by ear. We have lighting changing because we're outside filming for the first time. So... Yeah, if you ever watched, like, the movie Moneyball where Billy Bean is explaining to everybody, like, there's the Yankees, there's the Red Sox, then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. There's that's our, our budget. That's our part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's our budget. It's everybody else. There's, you know, Joe Rogan. There's Pat McAfee. There's 100 feet of There's a bunch of other podcasts. And there's a bunch of other podcasts. <laughs> and there's 300 feet of and there's 300 more feet of shit. And, and then, then there's, there's us. But remember, remember, like, in, like, week two of this podcast, we were, like, what, like, the 86th ranked podcast? Hey, we're getting up there. We were the 86th ranked baseball podcast in Canada. And like the hundred and fourteenth in the United States. Let's go Canada. Let's go. We have. Li I think we probably have one listener in Canada, and there's probably eighty-seven podcasts <laughs> in Canada about baseball. But we're, we're getting up. We're there. on the board. Yeah, we're doing something right. You know, we're on the board. If we're a top hundred. Yeah. 
Shane, I'm sorry we had to come on the episode that uh, we have the most dysfunction <laughs> on, on the set, but we appreciate you coming out on such short notice. Um, getting wanted to get right into uh, to, to Shane. You know, Shane's been a big addition to the Danimals and uh, got his start at Kaneohe Little League. Kaneohe boy yeah. out, on, out on that side of the island, uh, very far away from everybody. What was, your, what was your uh, youth baseball growing up like? Uh... I mean, was baseball your first sport you played? Only sport you played? No. Growing up, I played baseball, soccer, and a little bit of basketball. Um, I don't know if you, maybe I sh- you've seen my baby pictures, but I was in a, a you know skinny kid. We have one that we're gonna flash up right now of <laughs> Shane. I think he's in a Marino jersey in like what, middle school or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a chubby kid, man. Yeah, I wasn't a skinny kid. wasn't wasn't very fast, <laughs> and you can imagine, you know, a little chubby kid running up and down a court or a full f- uh, soccer field. So, uh, so baseball was the least amount of running. Yeah, it was the least <laughs> amount of running, and that's kind of what I stuck to. But yeah. Did you always grow up playing middle infield? Uh, I started uh, as a catcher, actually. Then Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still, got, still got the chops behind the dish? Uh, I don't think so. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I started off as a catcher, and then only until I started playing with Marino, I got moved to shortstop. So you, you moved to Marino in the sixth grade. You, yeah. You play intermediate ball? I did, yeah. Okay. So what was, what was that experience like? Uh, <clears throat> I wasn't really, like, sure of what to think about it. I mean, I, growing up, I was always, you know, Little League and... A little small like pony league stuff but it's my first like private school baseball team that i've been a part of and i was kind of nervous didn't know what to really think about it but i really enjoyed just you know coming out with a bunch of my friends that i see all the time at school and yeah i was just gonna ask like did you know a lot of the the teammates during your intermediate years uh my intermediate years i've known i knew one person um just from kaneohe little league that so happened to go to marino at the same time but yeah, that's about all I knew on the team. So you had quite the uh, the career at Marino that uh, can be summarized with a, a state championship in 2015. I think uh, the year, was it the year prior or that year, you're the only freshman that made the varsity squad uh, that year and uh, actually had some pretty impactful moments during that season. And it's something that you don't see very often, right? A freshman getting an opportunity at the varsity uh, level, especially, um, I, I guess, like all across the nation, right? You have freshman and sophomore mostly reserved for the, the JV squad. But uh, your impact was almost immediate. Right when you got to high school, it was, uh, you know, on the, on the baseball field, playing at the varsity level and contributing to a championship uh, team. You got your name called off the bench in the first the first round of the state tournament, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yep. Walk How nervous were you? Yeah. Uh, I was at that game. I probably, I don't really remember. I mean, there was just so much adrenaline going on um, when Randy called my name. But I'm pretty sure, you know, I probably went to that game thinking, ah, I'm not going to play. I'm just going <laughs> to sit on the bench and cheer everybody on, maybe get a pinch run in. Um, that's primarily what my role was during that year is pinch running for Josh or JR. But, um, yeah, Randy told me, came over to me and said, swing a bat. I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but we were actually down. This, this was the Coppola game. Right. This yeah. was the first first round, so we were down. I don't know by how much. I think but we were down two or two. three, right? So Shane yeah. comes up to bat. I think you were the lead off. Like, no. You, you uh, 
there was there was one out. I know you sound nervous just <laughs> recalling this story. <laughs> it was one out, uh, runner on first, um, and yeah, I went up to. The you guys are down one or two. Two runs. Two runs. So I was a tying run. Um, he threw me a little hanging curveball down the middle, hit it back up the middle, and it was first and second and one out. And that started really, the uh, the career, man. Yeah, I was really nervous, you know. Ground ball to the shortstop, double play, game over. Right, <laughs> dude. That would have crushed my. That dreams, would have been tough. Yeah, I remember watching that game. I was I was in my college freshman freshman room dorm. I was watching it on the website. I had Michael Nishiki on the phone. We were talking about it, and then we pinch it. Michael had no idea who we were. Like, who is this kid? And I was like, <laughs> so I coach. So th- a little something. I coached a JV, the Marino JV team, for one fall season. I was the pitching coach. Did anybody listen to you? No, of course not. <laughs> okay. Why would they? I don't know what the hell I was talking about. But anyway, <laughs> Shane was on that team. I think he, w- I don't, you might have been in eighth grade or yeah. no, I mean, no JV. So you're probably freshman. And Shane was the only, one of the only guys on the team that like kind of knew what he was doing. So when he went to hit, I was like, okay. And like I seen Shane do some stuff. Like I have a little bit of faith in him, but just, I was like, oh man, he's a freshman and he just, but in the state tournament, I'm like, all right, Randy. In a pretty hope- big moment. Too. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I hope, uh, I guess Randy, Coach Randy believes in him. <laughs> I was like, all right, here we go. And right up the middle, I was like, oh, all right. And you know, then eventually came back and won that game. And yeah. that hit set the stage for Jaron's uh, <laughs> controversial missed home plate winning run. <laughs> right. Did, did you know about that? I, Yeah, my uh, my mom bought the, the oh, OC-16 video. Yeah, the game. What what is your take on it? Do you, do you think I touched the plate? No chance. I, from the camera's view, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you touched home plate, but I mean the umpire signal safe, so I was like, all right. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> that doesn't give you any more credibility than, than what the video shows. It, it's like pretty obvious that you uh, completely missed it and didn't <laughs> even realize it and just went to celebrate. <laughs> I was like, let's go. So you yeah. scored the tying run that on that base hit. Yeah, I was at third base, I think. Yeah. JR was hitting. A little chopper um, over the the left side, yeah. Oh, that was his walk off hit. But it was like a pass ball. Oh, oh you scored the I scored on a pass okay, ball, okay. yeah. And then you scored from third. Yeah. yeah. Scored from third. <laughs> I crossed the plate. You passed the general the area of where the plate was and no one questioned it. You were in the vicinity. The neighborhood play, which doesn't exist anymore. But for you know. a game winning run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> So Shane and I, we actually, the next year, following year, we moved up to D1. Um, Shane was my middle infield partner. Your DP partner? Yep, my DP partner. We, we had a, a pretty good relationship, yeah. I feel like. We got matching gloves. We did. Oh, cute. Aww. We did matching we, gloves. I, I still have mine. Yeah, I do too. I don't use it Oh, because it's a little bust, but I still have it. I, I think, well, that makes sense. I only use mine for my senior year pretty much, but... The I think the idea of it or the 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 design of it we interchanged. Um, you had like a black I had lacing, black I had white, white lacing, but we both had like uh, maroon accents on it, and it was like a tannish glove. Yeah. So this is a first date. Yeah. This is well, actually a reconnect. Okay. This yeah. is a <laughs> an old flame. An old flame. <laughs> yeah. I also wanted never to. Die. Uh, I also wanted to test you here. Do you remember our our secret handshake? Oh, God. I, oh, we're reliving <laughs> memories here, boys. Close the yearbook, dude. <laughs> I 
think my like first time playing for Down was my mom asked me, "It's like, do you still remember the handshake you and Jaren used to have?" My my parents asked me the same thing. <laughs> I mean, can we see it? I I don't think I remember it at all. That's oh, that's got to be heartbreaking. That yeah. <laughs> just before this, well, I, I had time pre- to prepare, so just before this, I looked it up. <laughs> you had to research what your handshake was. I don't think I don't think it'll look good if we go across. So land and make pretend you're Shane. Hold this. So it's it's three taps. One, two, three, and then one, two, and then we did this. And then a quick smooch on the lips. Then we, yeah, and then we kissed. <laughs> and then I pecked him. Does that ring a bell? The three taps, definitely. Everything after that, I have no recall. Please, recollection. Okay, please don't break my heart. Did you create a handshake with the new middle infielder? I did not. Okay, good. It was it was always <laughs> just a toss the ball back to the pitcher after the throwdown and a quick hug, and that was it. Oh, let's go! Oh, never a handshake. Makes me yeah. feel good. Making you feel special. Yeah, yeah. No one can replace your first love. No, no one can. Should me and Landon oh, leave or? <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's some there's something re- going on here. You can just reconnect together. You know, one on one session. <laughs> yeah, maybe in the second half it'll just maybe be a and handshake, Shane. matching gloves. Could you guys goodness. actually run out to Walmart and get us some candles? <laughs> I mean, we've pretty set the stage pretty well already. <laughs> the nice lights in the background. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking about swagger gloves, we're gonna cut to a break here and uh, hear a message from our sponsors. New sponsor, new sponsor alert: Aria Gloves, brand ambassadors, bringing it out to uh, Danimals Baseball. Uh, on the other side, we'll continue our chat with Shane Himeta. This is Under Lights, presented by Daniels Baseball. This episode of Under the Lights, presented by Daniels Baseball, is sponsored by Growler Hawaii. From quality craft beverages, delicious cuisine, to a quality ambiance, Growler Hawaii is the place to be for your post-game Daniels Dub Sellies. Experience the best quality American beer at a craft beer pub in Honolulu. Located in Kapahulu near Waikiki Beach, it is the go-to place to sit back, relax, and enjoy handcrafted beer made to perfection. Thank you, Growler Hawaii, for supporting the Donald's Blue and Pink squads. We all look forward to a crisp beer and delicious grinds after our ball game. Mahalo, Uncle Bill, Uncle Al, Josh, and Jake. We'll see you there. Under the Lights, presented by Danimals Baseball, are proud to be brand ambassadors for our new sponsor, Aria Gloves. Absolutely ridiculous innovation for athletes or Aria have reimagined the baseball glove in a way that no one has before. To give the player a voice on the field while making the game more fun and impactful for the next generation of athletes and fans, these gloves are the definition of swagger, but they don't sacrifice the quality. Made of Japanese kip leather and endorsed by athletes like Jazz Chisholm and Luke Weaver, we hope to bring these amazing gloves to you. The boys will be featuring the strawberry dipped ice cream cone catcher's mitt in the next ball game. Help us out by going to ariagloves.com and use the promo code MRCOACH for a discount on your next masterpiece. Mahalo. All right, we'll do that again. Welcome back, <laughs> folks, to Under the Lights, presented by Danimals Baseball. Here joined by Landon Higa, Jaren Kobashigawa, special guest today, Shane Himeta, MVP of the 2021 season. Shane, wanting to get into some of your other adventures off the baseball field, you followed in suit. Uh, of one of our other good friends, Justin Ushio, and joined the bowling team in high school. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, one of my friends just came up to me because he was already on the bowling team. He was like, oh, why don't you just, you know, come Brent- out for fun? Brendan? No, Evan. Oh, Evan. Yeah. He was like, oh, why don't you just come out for fun? And, you know, because, I mean, it's just bowling. So <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess I'll try. And then I went out for the first practice and I wasn't that bad. So 
I just stuck with it and I played my junior and senior year. Let so me just. I always gave to Justin because he always used I'm going to bowling as an excuse to get out of summer conditioning. <laughs> Same mindset there? Uh, no. I guess not. I don't know. I. Well, when Randy left, I guess we didn't really have conditioning like throughout the summer as much like and as seriously so it's just like i need something to do and wow. i don't want to be you know stuck so you just ate garlic fries at ia bowl and <laughs> rolled <some. laughs> pretty much and got yelled at for having oily fingers in my bowling ball um but yeah well let me just riff off some stats here because we're not sitting across from just any bowler <laughs> shane was 49th out of 100 in the state and finished 16th in the ilh that's the 51st percentile he averaged 168. That so, was 49th? Uh, I feel, I, like, I feel I, like that's pretty high, that score. Well, I finished 49th in state. I don't know what my, I don't know if that average was for like during the season or if that was just during state. Okay. Like kids putting up like two hundos easy uh, at the top. Did you bowl better in state or during uh, the regular? I think, I think I might have done better during state. Okay. Yeah. What what is the biggest difference you see between bowling and baseball? The the weight size. of the ball, <laughs> <laughs> or in the way that you approach the like you know you approach bowling versus baseball. What's different? What yeah. what pregame jam do you play in your headphones going to the bowling alley? <laughs> I don't even think I had a pregame jam. <laughs> I was just like I'm gonna you know go bowl and have some fun today. <laughs> I didn't really take it that seriously until you know I guess we really started the match but yeah I you think there's any mental approach that you can relate between the two sports uh, at all yeah it's it's a huge mental game and i mean because you're like i mean you're bowling with a team but you're also like focusing on what you're doing yourself so i mean that's kind of like the aspect of baseball right i mean you do what you need to do and you have to rely on everybody else to do their job and that's that that'll win you games and that's kind of what bowling is also about um but the mental approach is, like, I think I learned a lot from bowling, and that helped me in baseball, just because you have to clear, like, you, those glasses are really throwing me off. <laughs> uh, throwing you, him off, too. He probably can't even see you right now. <laughs> I was just going to say, I can't see anything. <laughs> like, you, if you miss a spare ball on your last, you know, approach, whatever, um, you really have to clear your head and, you know, throw a good ball the next time you go. And that's like striking out your last at bat and, you know, figure out what to do next to make a, or have a different approach the next time you go up to bat. So, yeah. As a novice bowler myself, and I wouldn't say I'm good by any stretch of the imagination, I, I probably average a, a solid 91 maybe. Um, what is uh, one piece of advice that someone that actually bowls can give to somebody that bowls for fun and doesn't do well? Uh, see, I didn't really... You were just naturally gifted at rolling a ball down a straight lane? <laughs> well, like, going into bowling, I always, like, you know, threw my, or rolled my ball straight. So it wasn't like... Oh, so no uh, Yeah, curve? there was no curve before I started bowling in high school. And then, you know, I went up for my first day, and my coach came up to me, he's like, shake my hand. So I shook his hand. And he's like, that's... <laughs> I, I thought you were going to do a handshake. <laughs> he's like, that's how you have to finish when you f roll a ball because you're going to oh, go like so this and then finish like a handshake. And so once I started so Instead of that, scooping 
hit, you shake the hand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what got me to curve the ball. And then from there, it's just figuring out which... There's like different markers on the lane. So just figuring out which marker to hit. And yeah. Left, right, left, right, left? God. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I know things. What, what did that's you your, the steps. Oh, okay, okay. Before you release the ball, yeah. Oh, like the approach. See? Yeah. Yeah. See, I I know things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shane. Shane was also a back-to-back dodgeball championship, and we we have a Marino squad here, so we all know the value of winning uh, the high school dodgeball champ. Let we me have. just be be the first to say that uh, I'm the uh, the savvy vet when it comes to dodgeball championships. But Shane Shane won uh, as an underclassman, if the sophomore and junior year. Uh, we won sophomore year. Or at least, well, our grade won sophomore, junior, senior. Oh, you year. weren't playing your junior year. But I wasn't. Our my class was not playing junior, senior year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like gotcha. my advisory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, my advisory won sophomore year. And also, other things that Shane was involved in, craft club, right? I think at <laughs> at one point I was a president of of craft yeah. club. <laughs> we did nothing in that club, but oh, yes, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, <laughs> I wouldn't say nothing. Oh. We revolutionized attitude. The attitude reflect leadership, eh? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Do you remember what we used to make most often? It was like the friendship, friendship bracelet. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that. that's, absolutely. That's that's all we did. So I said we did nothing in that club. That was, but was that not fun? You put like three beads on a string and no. then like oh. sit around for the rest of the day or what? I think we would just interchange. Yeah, colors. it was just it was just bracelet. No beads. <laughs> it was just, just whatever bracelet. So are you guys in like the yearbook picture? On their craft club? I I think so. Yeah, yeah. surprise, yeah, surprise. A, like, we have a picture for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dug deep. Wow. Jaren, did you put that on your college application? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because it's like extracurriculars, right? Craft club. Yeah, president of craft club. President. Shane, did you put that on your college application? <laughs> I did not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> did you like win an election? Uh, yeah, I think you made that Shane club and, up, so you Shane were and Jason were the two other members. So. <laughs> yeah, you were just automatically the president. Of the Ryan's club. brother Jason was a huge uh, supporter, big, big part, big time participant in the craft club. I think he was like maybe the number two friendship bracelet guy that we had. I was, of course, your number one guy. <laughs> Can you make me a friendship bracelet? Like all these years, and you haven't made me a friendship. I bracelet? don't have the materials, and I don't remember how. Okay. But I could make you a. Uh, Imaginary friendship bracelet. Is that the same thing? Okay, never mind. Let's move on. I was, I was trying to think of a witty comeback there, but I, I just I just stared instead. Nice try. So Shane went on to play at Puget Sound University. Just graduated this past year. The University of Pungent Smell. <laughs> yeah. So my dad, my dad's a graduate of Puget Sound, so that's oh, what he called it. Russ, shout out Russ. It's the smell of the sound. <laughs> I think it's the paper mail. That's right over there. It's just absolutely disgusting when the wind blows that way. I think you... Uh, oh, so it actually smells bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought well, you just called it Not that. all the time, but I mean, when the wind does blow towards the school, yeah, you mm. can smell it. Well, Shane had a pretty good senior year, if I will say so for, for you. Um, leading up to this, your senior year, you got a couple of bats here and there. Um, did you play on the field at all? Um, uh, a couple of times. I might have started one game at second base but um it was mostly just like pinch hits kind of so, like in the quarterfinal type of situation yeah so randy already knew 
what you yeah he was setting doing. me up for what i was going to do in college basically yeah taught you young well pinch hitting is one of the harder things to do in baseball i feel like it's, oh absolutely it's, yeah, I would randy would preach that it's like that's harder than starting a game you know you're coming off the bench cold you haven't seen any pitching all day you don't have the timing and it's uh you know you go up there and you're expected to have a productive at bat and whereas if you're a starter your third or fourth time at bat it's like uh, he's he's got room to uh ground out lazily to the shortstop or something but when you're off the bench it's like you better put put a good swing on this thing were you like the pinch hit guy throughout like the regular season i was i think my junior maybe towards the ending of the sophomore year yeah i was kind of like the first person first name to be called out but yeah it was it was like something our coach always like preached was like you know if you're not starting and you're the person to be pinch hitting it's like very crucial for you to you know, stay warm and stay get your, locked in. Yeah, stay locked in because you know you're sitting, especially when we play double headers on Saturdays, and you know you sit seventeen seventeen innings, innings and in the ninth inning, you get your name gets called. It's you got to be ready. I feel like when opportunity. the I feel like when the pinch hit guy gets a knock, like the boys get real fired. Oh up, yeah, the right? the dugout gets louder. Yeah, than, yeah. Than ever, yeah. So it's got to be a good feeling when that oh, can yeah. come through like that. So it does it takes until your senior year for you to get kind of regular PT um, and when given that opportunity you shined you had an outstanding senior season at university of puget sound made first team all conference as a dh and shane is actually you know to us at animal is more known for his glove work than than his stick but uh man hell of a hell of a senior season to go out with uh um you know, a, a con- all-conference nomination and, uh, you know, especially at a DH position where um, I don't think we would have ever imagined you getting the, that accolade <laughs> for it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I I started the first series at shortstop. And then after that series, my shoulder was just absolutely shot. So I was like, I don't think I can make this throw <laughs> next weekend. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and I hit really well that series. So my coach was, we got to keep you in the lineup. So I was like, he's, he said, he's like, we'll just put you at DH. And so I was, you know, I was fine with that. I was seeing, I was getting at bats. So, um, and I was doing really well. And then eventually, un- well, unfortunately, um, our one and two game starters who were seniors, uh, got injured. And so we needed new people to step up in different, uh, roles. And our first baseman who is normally our closer, we, uh, our coaches wanted to make him a starter, so that's when I had to just transition to learn to play first base, just so that I could stay in the lineup to hit. Ah, oh, okay. The slow transition of uh, getting old, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, you start on the left side of the infield and make your oh, way over I, to the right side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I came in as a freshman as a shortstop, and then my shoulder was sore, so I couldn't make the throw. So I got moved to second, and then I also played a little bit of third in the fall of my senior year. And then went back to short in the beginning of senior year and then ended at first base. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been you all around like the field. A, a Swiss Army knife kind of kind of role, it sounds like. You, your coach kind of moved yeah, just, you where he needed you. Exactly, yeah. It, didn't, it doesn't sound like it was, but was there any challenge in their mindset switching from playing in the field to strictly being a DH? I know that's, that gets talked about a lot, especially in today's game where DHs are more prominent. Like it's a for some guys it's easier, some guys it's not. Did you have any difficulty transitioning, or was it pretty smooth? Uh, I think it was pretty smooth, just because I would always pinch hit a lot. So oh, okay. That's like, the, that's like the you know the only thing I would focus about is hitting. Um, but 
when times I would have to, you know, start at first base, um, it was a little different switch that I had to put on because not only do I have to worry about hitting, but I got to play defense as well. And at first base, you're involved a lot. Yeah. And you don't really see a 5'8 first baseman all the time. So <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're watching the Danimals <laughs> and you got your boy, except I'm not 5'8. <laughs> Shane, what, what was your, your favorite moment from your senior season? Uh, it would have to be against Pacific. Um, I think we were bottom nine. Uh, we were tied. I think we had one out. Uh, runners on first and second. So that was, it was DH in that game. And I was, I'm pretty sure I was over before that at bat. And I was all up in my head. I was like, um, I was thinking, I was like, coach should just pull me right now, put a pinch hitter <laughs> in because I'm not going to get a hit right now. And one of my other coaches came up to me and he's like, you got this, like, you're going to, you're going to walk it off right here. And sure enough, uh, I think he threw me like a low outside changeup was a little early on it, but put it to the right side and Luckily, the right fielder didn't make a great throw home plate because if he made a great throw, he would have been hosed. But uh, yeah, walked it off. That had to That's like the best every moment. kid's dream, man. Yeah. They can't all be Darren Lau in right field. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do remember seeing that, though. And we have, we have the video um, to show. But man, were you hyped afterwards? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of emotions, right? I did not know what to do with myself. I'd <laughs> never been in that situation before. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much exactly how I felt. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Um, one of my best friends who was on first base at the time uh, was at second base when I got the hit. And I remember, because my, my first base coach was telling me, I was like, get to second, get to second. Because, you know, if he gets thrown out at home, at least, at least we'll be, you know, second and third, two outs. But the my friend who was on first base stopped at second base. So if he, he was out at around. home, <laughs> if he was out at home, we would have been screwed because I was just stuck in the middle of first and second. But luckily he scored and he was the first person to come over to me, gave me a hug and then... I looked at the dugout and I just saw, you know, 40 dudes running after me and I was like the best, hands down, best experience I've ever been a part of. Yeah. That DH mindset has got to be so tough because, you know, at some point you got to think it's a little advantageous because you don't have to carry over what you do in the field. But then at other times when you're 0 for 4 and, you know, hitting is literally your only responsibility that game, that's got to be tough to reframe that mindset and, and get into the zone. And especially in a moment like that, where game is on the line and, and you're up there to produce and you're the DH. I'm so happy that you got to uh, experience that little walk-off moment there. Yeah, that was that was definitely something special. And I think that's what a lot of people, I guess, describe as what's like hard about being a DH is you don't really have time to... I mean, you have all the time in the world you to just think, think like in between at-bats. Like when it's late game like that, you just got to stew in your 0 for 4 yeah. or, or 0 for 3, whatever you were at that point. And there's nothing to take your mind off of it. Yeah. Like you strike, you go over 3 or 3 strikeouts, and all yeah. you do is you walk back to the bench and you yeah. sit down and you just <laughs> think about your 3 strikeouts. You know, you don't get to go back on the field and, you know, so worry about a ground ball. Like crunch time in late game like that, that's when it's more – to me, that's like when it's more impressive, when it's like you're able to – because you, you – you, you know you have to be thinking about it because it's, you're not doing anything else. So to be able to get past that and then come through, regardless of all that stuff, that's I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Walk-off moment cooler than celebrating a state championship? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. I, I think so, yeah. Especially since... Because he did it yeah. himself, sort of, but... Not himself, but that was his. Like moment. I got to be a part of the state championship, and because I was, I pinch ran that game and whatnot. But I think 
because it was just only me, I think mm-hmm. that would, that's what made it cooler, yeah. like that. I like that answer. And la- last thing before we move on, I just want to lay out a, a timeline here. I'm not saying it's correlated or ca- uh, there's any causation, but the summer before Shane's senior season, he hits me up to play Danimals baseball. says, my coach wants me to stay active, but I just want to have some fun. I say, come out. So he plays the summer season with the Danimals, goes up. Wins, wins MVP for the Danimals 2021 summer. You're right. He yep. has a great season, by the way. Goes up, you know, sort of rides that momentum from summer season. Goes on to hit 418, player of the week a couple of times, all-conference DH. What product, can say? product of the Danimals? Hey, it's a Danimals success story. One of many to come. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I would definitely uh, have to attribute some success to the Danimals. Um, we'll take it. My coach, I mean, he wants everybody like in between seasons to do something in the summer, like play summer ball, and especially with my shoulder, I didn't want to be doing something competitive. And I was like, I th- a couple of years back too, the Danimals Instagram page followed me, and I was like, <laughs> like, who the heck is this? <laughs> what are these terrible meme maker posts? <laughs> it's like who's running this page and why are they following me? Like, I have no idea who this is. And I was like, oh, it's Jaren. <laughs> I was like watching the content. I was like, oh, this is some fun baseball that they're playing. And then, yeah, when my senior year, the summer before senior year came, I was like, I got to do something. And I was like, I'm just going to play some Danimals. So I hit Jaren up and yeah, that's the rest was history. So uh, c- collegiate baseball players from Hawaii, if you need uh, some summer reps, and you're trying to win all conference in your your next season, <laughs> Danimals Baseball. You know where to find us. Good plug, Landon. You're welcome. Yeah. I will say, though, if you're going to play for Danimals before a season, you might want to look at some machine uh, BP before you. A <laughs> little bit of a velo difference, uh, big, big, Big velo difference. <laughs> uh I, almost 20 miles an hour difference. <laughs> it might be a little early on those fastballs of the first couple of bats. Yeah. It's like a hanging changeup every time <laughs> that you're really not expecting because you're thinking 85. Uh, for you, maybe. But, you know. <laughs> for the rest of us, this is, <laughs> some this of, is cheddar. Some <laughs> of us, oh, 72, oh, buy me. <laughs> oh. It sounds like you're uh, talking about someone specific, uh, a.k.a. Yeah, myself. What? I was going to say Cole. I was thinking well, about Cole too. I well, think everybody was thinking Cole. Oh, I, was, I was referring more to myself. Way to be self-centered. Well, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not trying to bury my guy. I mean, <laughs> he, he does it himself at the, in the box. I don't need to do it anymore. How good does it feel to not be worried about getting a screamer every game? Yo, I used to be the strikeout king of Danimals. And it's like, it's like few and far between. It's like, it's like not even close now. And it's like kind of nuts. Because it was Reese, and then Reese, he he uh, he got traded to Vegas, the Vegas organization, and now it's uh, Cole Romo. But I think I think he'll bounce back. He just got to work on some everything. Yeah, <laughs> we'll help him out. Yeah. You just better hope he stays on the blue team. He doesn't <laughs> only play for the pink team. We're gonna trade him when we play the pink team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, I'll try. I'll probably reclaim my crown as Shekel King. But until then, it's all you, Cole. Let me just run an idea by you because this just came to mind. We're eventually going to have a pink versus blue team uh, game. In that game, should I take in that bat? No. <laughs> you can barely Absolutely walk. Absolutely not, you idiot. No, okay, but, but here, here's, Why not? 
Yeah, exactly. Here's the idea. What if you ankles get surgically ankle. repaired, Shane? It's yeah, but he doesn't ankle. have to move. Yeah, well, just I'm hit gonna, the ball and we we can trust whoever's on the mound. We'll we'll play it. Can like, we? Yeah. Uh, who who are you gonna trust? Who who do you trust on the mound, Ted? I I trust any baseball player if they're not throwing a hundred percent. Hey, I I threw the first pitch out at UH, <laughs> not <laughs> at hundred percent. That was cold. And that was a, a pull side yank that would hit you right in the leg. Because then it w- it would be funny if I get a base hit. We'll have someone like running for me maybe, but. Wouldn't it Can be Can you just funny? crutch down the line? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. You use your crutch as a, as a bat. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, on the, well, let's go ahead and go cut to a break real, real quick. Uh, reset the cameras. Sorry if I cut you off there. But uh, on the other side, we'll continue our Danimals recap with Chain Himeta. Uh, hear a message from our sponsors. Please stay tuned for Under the Lights presented by Danimals Baseball. This episode episode of Under the Lights presented by Dynamo's Baseball is brought to you by Aloha Caps and Aloha Mitts. For the baseball gear you want and need, handled and delivered to you with Aloha. Aloha Caps and Aloha Mitts founded by Everett Lau, a Division Lau 1 infielder, and Emerson Lau, the business and digitally savvy brother, aim to bring you high quality hats and mitts to the islands of Hawaii. With sizes between 7.25 and 7.5, Aloha Caps... Size matters. Aloha Caps delivers exceptional quality caps that, that have been protected from environmental and external exposures. You can find them on Instagram at Aloha underscore caps and Aloha Mitts. DM for any inqu- inquiries or purchase information. Thank you, Aloha Caps and Aloha Mitts, for sponsoring this episode of Under Lights presented by Danimals Baseball. Stock some Angels gear. Let's go, Angels 2022 World Series champs. Chee! And let's expand those sizes, boys. Big heads matter too. Big heads matter. We just want to give a quick shout out to Barber Fit Hawaii and Barber Kex. Mahalo for sponsoring Under the Lights presented by Danimals Baseball. We know from experience that Barber Kex has some magical hands and does some really great things with the Clippers. Brandon, that's where he that's where he goes to get his haircut. Um, but we are excited to announce that Barber Kex is launching his own pomade. And Ryan and I have actually had the chance to, to test it out. And I got I like it. What do you think? Honestly, love the product. Nice smelling. I'm wearing it now under the hat. But uh, We had to rock the hats. Yeah, I have to rock the hats for the podcast, but I've been wearing it every day to work. And because uh, I'm good compliments. You know, it's it's great pomade, great product. It, it'll hold throughout the day and it'll last you throughout the night. So go check it out. You can find them on Instagram at BarberFitHawaii and BarberKex. Thank you for sponsoring Under the Lights presented by Danimals Baseball. Why didn't you put that? Trust us, when you're under the lights, you don't want flaccid hair. (laughs) Did you put that in? (laughs) Welcome back, fans, to Under the Lights, presented by Danimals Baseball. Here joined today with special guest Shane Himeto and those other two jackasses over there. (laughs) Wanting to get back to Shane's uh, first season with the Danimals, coming on year number two. I uh, wanted to ask you, what was your favorite Danimals memory since playing with, with the boys? Oh, favorite Danimals memory. I think it had to have been when Landon was pitching. I think we were up like 17 <laughs> runs or something like that. And he like gave up 10 runs in one inning. I don't know. Something it like, was a nine. Were you, <laughs> were you in the field? I was in the field, yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> It was a long inning. <laughs> I've experienced long innings, but that was a long inning. 
I can't. I, I was surprised you let you let me stay out there for that long. I, I was. I thought. Oh, I, I I I said to myself, surely we can't lose up seventeen <laughs> one. Well, we didn't. <laughs> well, because I pulled you. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you you weren't there. But that was. I mean, that was like the first. That was my first appearance that season, and my mechanics. Were Regardless, seventeen to one. Oh yeah, it was. It get was out real of bad. But I bounced back the next appearance, and I had a clean inning. You weren't there for that game, and I, and I feel like you still don't believe it happened. It's on video. It I, happened. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Nine runs in two thirds of an inning. We all have a bad day. That's an not extra, that bad. That's an extra bad day. Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> My bad days are over three. No. <laughs> Your so, bad days are ERAs of so, 150. <laughs> some of us are built different, Ryan. <laughs> if you're gonna fail, yeah, you no. you go big or you go home, <laughs> or you go big. In a bad way, and then you go home afterwards. <laughs> one of one of our fan favorite Danimals videos is the Halloween game. Unfortunately, you were unable to uh, to be on island because you were out doing whatever you were doing at Puget Sound. You had like a pretty okay senior season or something. <laughs> if you were home, what would you have dressed up as? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I do. I know you were a, you a pink dinosaur or something. I was a purple dragon. Purple dragon. I had a dinosaur. I have a blow-up dinosaur costume. Matchy, matchy. I have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> that I... Uh, you guys going to kiss after this or what? <laughs> we had like spirit, spirit week in, in high school. And, you know, like one of them was like Halloween or dress up, whatever. And I bought a blow-up dragon or dinosaur. God, you guys are like a match made in heaven. We're going we're gonna to have a dragon middle infield. Hey, this, I'll, I'll be home year. for this. Yeah. For this Halloween. We got to make so. that happen. Do we have a double play ball? <laughs> Imagine, dude. Dinosaur We're turning that. Dragon. We're turning that. Did you play second base in the dragon costume or only outfield? <laughs> I played right field and that was it. And I got cooked out there, man. <laughs> yeah, it was hot. It was hot. That was when the, the zipper, I think, almost came off. And I almost got stuck in there. You don't want to be stuck in there at Goez. At, it was a 12 o'clock game. <laughs> it was <laughs> the hottest it was going to be that day. So hopefully we get like a different field. Any other field besides Goez would be ideal for those dragon costumes. Maybe a nighttime game. Yo, a nighttime Halloween game would be awesome. That would be fun, yeah. Does Halloween ever fall on a weekday? Yeah, I mean, it's always <laughs> October 31st. Five, five times out of seven it does, Jaren. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. Well, what's next? Rapid fire? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's get into a recurring segment we hear uh, have here on uh, Under the Lights presented by Daniel's Baseball. This is Rapid Fires, the Shane Himeta edition. Going to pass it on over to. Ooh, uh, looks like Jaja will be taking the reins for this segment of Rapid Fire. Shane, are you ready? I hope so. We we had a little bit of help from Auntie Karen uh, for this first question. Shout out, uh, quick, quick shout out to the Kobashi Gals for the hospitality today. Uh, we're here in the backyard <laughs> setting up Jaren and Shane's first date, uh, rekindling <laughs> of a first date. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for the hospitality. We'll get into rapid fire now. If you were on a first date, <laughs> <laughs> like right now, <laughs> can, I, can I ask this? Can I ask okay. this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Just for this question. Okay, Shane. If you were on a first date and you look across the table and Jaren is on the other side and he was using a fork and knife to eat a pizza, would there be a second date? I feel like that's something Jaren would do, so yeah. So this is based off of me? 
What if it, okay, what if it was an actual first date? Uh, <laughs> Deal breaker. <laughs> Only Darren. Wow, I make the exception. Yeah, I, I don't think so. That's, I don't think you use a knife for a pizza or a fork. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Would you rather, so, so Shane in his free time has been going fishing. I know a recent uh, activity for yours has been night fishing. Um, so, would you rather kiss every fish you catch or let every fish kiss you? Is that not the same No, would you, would you kiss every fish that you catch or would you let the fish, like, like kiss you? I think I would kiss the fish. Are you a fish kisser usually? No, not, not usually. Okay. That's got to be a white people thing, right? Some of them got teeth, dude. He, I don't... You don't want to kiss. By I mean, a you fish. didn't specify where I have to kiss the fish. Yeah, no, true, and that's a perfectly fine answer. What? What? Uh, what do you fish for? Uh, Compliments. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Landon, you want to leave? <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, I usually fish for ulua. Oh, let's go. Have you any uh, recent any catches? Yeah. Uh, we went. I think it was just recently. Um, and yeah, my friend caught like a fifteen pounder. So yeah, what was the biggest ulu you caught? That I caught ten pounds. It was in ulu. That's <laughs> that still counts. Bottom <laughs> b- like the baseline. It was the baseline. It's got to be ten pounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the biggest my friend group has caught was thirty six pounds. Oh, yeah, that's a big boy. Shane also likes to uh, gyotaku. Is that how, did I use that word right? I know it like it's when you put the go to the restaurant. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. It's when you what? So you paint the fish, right? And then you lay it oh, onto a shirt or a yeah. canvas or something? Yeah. And then you're a 45 years old Japanese man and you put it above your uh, living room. Yeah, I have two of those in my living room. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, when I caught mine, uh, I, went, I went to go get it printed and I was watching him do the process. It was by no- Naoki. Um, I was like watching him do the process and I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is pretty interesting. This is maybe something I could do. Maybe I learned this from the craft club. You know, I got my creativity from the hey, craft club. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, but um, I was like, you know, I should, I want to try. So the next time my friend caught one, I was like, let me, let me try Gyotaku this fish. And it came out actually not bad. And then I just kept doing it over and over as we kept on catching. And yeah. Just, so what, is there a special kind of paint that you use that like washes off so that you, can you eat the fish afterwards? Uh, yeah. You just got to go to like Ben Franklin. Um, just look for like the non-toxic uh acrylic or maybe it's non-acrylic i don't know really sure but yeah just a non-toxic one maybe one day we could uh gyotaku the animal's uh hands or something yeah or just paint landon's back and let him jump on or not <laughs> you ever seen like the the tiktoks of like the girlfriend they like put paint on their butt and <laughs> they, they just, like, like down. Down. <laughs> Can we, can we gyotaku your ass? All right, let's move on with the rapid fire. <laughs> no. All right, next rapid fire question. Not not so rapid fire. Why haven't you offered to edit any of our Danmo's video or join the content team? And we looked up your YouTube channel and saw this The Blessed Life Summer 2K15. <laughs> pretty well edited video filmed on a GoPro, and yet you haven't even offered. I don't have the software that you do, so... What did you edit that on? iMovie. iMovie. Really? Yeah. It's wow. actually really good. So Go check out that video. It's really well yeah, done. Yeah, maybe don't. <laughs> but still, yeah, some camera work maybe. You know, help out the, the flamingo that's out at the games maybe. 
it, I'm not it's that pretty good. funny. I mean, like just watch him try to figure it out himself, though, right? Like if you know, like when you were still playing, obviously when you weren't crippled and you were hitting, I would take the camera from you. But that's like the only time I would want to do that because it's a big production that goes on. I don't want to. I don't want to mess that up. <laughs> Can't get any worse than Emerson Lau. Wow. <laughs> if, if you could have got an NIL deal with any brand or company in college, who would you have wanted to work with? Who in college? Or or animals? Okay, if I'm in Washington, um, and if anybody who played or who went to Puget Sound will know this, but it's a place called Memos. It's like a little fast food Mexican restaurant, and they have these carne asada fries, and it's just like the best late night snack. So I would take an nil from from them if I'm in Washington. From here, I would have to go with Off the Hook. That's that's got to be my number one. I mean, Manoa uh, Manoa Poke Place, right? They're in Manoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is there any other locations? I don't think so. So would you you make the drive out from Kaneohe oh, yeah. to... Oh, wow. Uh, usually when I come home from like... Or come home for like winter break or summer, my parents pick me up from the airport. If it's like a late night or something, I'll tell them, oh, before you pick me up from the airport, go drive to Off the Hook because that's the first thing I want to eat when I'm in the car. Or if it's like in the afternoon, that's the first place we're going off the airplane is straight to Off the Hook. So if if you're watching this and you work for Off the Hook, <laughs> yeah, I'll take an NIL. Hook please. a brother up. Sponsor the Daniels. Hook a brother up with Off the Hook. Especially your cold ginger. Wow, it's the best. All right, in 2015, what is this? March second, 2015. Shane's first tweet is quote: "Playing practice won't make you better. The amount of heart you put into the practices will." Now, can you can you tell me <laughs> with a baseball and heart emoji? Since you tweeted that, how has your practices changed and what results have you seen from putting more heart into practices? I don't even remember tweeting that and then have to have been my freshman year of varsity baseball, so um but I think I actually think it was uh um during when we went to Maui, I think it was like that time that I might have tweeted that. But um, I, I kind of always like as an eighth grader, we took a field trip to go watch you guys play at last during the state championship. Um, and I was like, as an eighth year, I was like, I'm gonna make varsity as a freshman. Like that was my goal. And I think that's one thing that carried throughout. Like after that moment was I'm gonna you know practice like it's a game rep and practice like I'm in the moment. So. I don't know. I guess I I believe what I tweeted. And that was I, a very wholesome answer. Shane Shane has definitely expressed his love for baseball, and that'll that'll do it for rapid fire. But <laughs> I do like if you scroll through that Shane's, was like not so rapid. No, it was not fire. so rapid. Rapid fire. If you scroll through uh, scroll through Shane's Twitter history, there's a lot of tweets expressing his love for baseball, um, and I just want to you know hear it from you on why is baseball like the game it's the game for you uh i think it's just because i've grown up playing baseball like especially when i was little it was year round so i was like nothing but baseball and i've got my you know greatest friends um out of the sport learned like the best skills out of baseball that um that i just fell in love with the game so i wouldn't go through my twitter though that's (laughs) 
I don't know what I was tweeting back then. And that's at underscore Shane <laughs> underscore ER. At underscore Shane underscore ER for all of those great tweets. You can look at the Puget Sound ones, but don't go anything past that one. <laughs> you got to go past the Puget Sound ones to get to the good ones. I'll there just are make some, my account private. There's some, like, great pictures on there, by the way. Like, like, like you, you know Snapchat pictures where you can have the filters on them, and they're just really good. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I, I really don't use my Twitter unless someone, like, adds me. Then I'll look at Twitter, but... So, I have no idea what's, <laughs> what's on there. You know, like, 2015 maybe was, like, my prime using Twitter. Well, yeah, that, 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 that does it for me. Well, as outside of baseball, you know, we, we celebrate Shane because he's such an accomplished ball player on the field. He's got a state championship. He's won all conference uh, honors in, in college. He's won a Danimals um, MVP. He's won a Danimals MVP. Um, but the, the kid has held his academics together, is pursuing a career in medicine, uh, is actually uh, working for me. He's the boss now. <laughs> Uh, but he's going to soon be taking over my role in, in medical clinic. Um, what inspired you to pursue that line of work? Baseball. Um, I was always getting injured, you know, when I was a kid. And I would always go to the, you know, same orthopedic doctor. And I was like, yeah, I want to be like, I want to be like him. And so that's what kind of got me into going into the medical field. And I was going to go to med school. And then I realized I would have to take the MCAT and then four plus years of school. And I was like, nah, it ain't for me. Sounds like a rough go, huh, Ryan? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, Ryan uh, passes MCAT and will be studying medical school soon. Four years, just grinding away. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> no problem, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, Shane, I'm certainly proud of all of your achievements, you know, baseball on the field and, uh, you know, coming into your own as a pre-professional off the field. Uh, we, we appreciate your work uh, in the clinic as well. Um, you know, your, your presence on the Danimals baseball field has been uh, nothing but extraordinary for us. I think we all can kind of say comfortably that we enjoy having you out there, especially being a, a comfortable presence at, at a shortstop and being able to make that throw. And, uh, you know, being a big bat in our lineup, I think it was uh, nice to, to chat tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I think you said you have uh, a year here in Hawaii before you're going to look to move to the mainland. So in, in, this, in this year, I think you have summer season, then fall season. What are you going to do to cherish playing with the Danimals? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Probably. rekindle that handshake with Jaron? Yeah. Yeah, once you're not crippled anymore. <laughs> uh, my goal is to never get a screamer. It's eventually going to happen, but when I get a screamer, I think that's when I really have to consider, you know, considering myself washed up. And It's going to be a real uh, sentimental tweet after that. Yes. <laughs> Officially taking the time to reflect upon myself, to hang up my cleats. For the I've very hit rock long. bottom. <laughs> Only can go up from here. Hashtag player of the game hashtag screamer hashtag still not as bad as cold <laughs> yeah i don't think i really hope i'm not as bad as cold but i i don't think you will but when you say you're washed up those are the kind of players that we look for so we'll wait for you t so you can hit that point and then the I, come 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 back down to our level I, yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> I hope i'm gone by the time by the time i i consider myself washed up so 
Any uh, any closing remarks, Shane? What you got for the fans? Uh, just thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for supporting Dynamo's baseball. It's it's always fun going out on a you know Saturday, Sunday, or whatever Thursday night. Um, yeah, it's nothing nothing better than playing baseball with the boys, wearing a Dynamo's uniform. So yeah, thank you so much. Well, we appreciate you having uh, having come out to to this podcast in Jaren's backyard under the. Literally under the lights tonight. Hey, um, look at that. <laughs> Going to plug that. Um, we will see you next time. Uh, hopefully it won't be too much of a love connection podcast between uh, Jaren and our next uh, guest. But There's a love connection with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on Under the Lights presented by Animals Baseball. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs>